Hey everybody, welcome to the Hogsty. It is I, Alex, and your host uh, for tonight and for every show because we, you know, got rid of our real host what three, four years ago, and now it's we just got me. rid of him. I don't know if we got rid of him. That's he spaced out and quit. That's what happened. Same That's what happened. Thing. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, he he moved to Colorado, smoked way too much marijuana, and kind of just forgot. And, and, and now you all. But we love you, me. Sean. Wherever now we're are. stuck with Dave. Now you're stuck with me. <laughs> Dave was a good host, though. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or Alex, or um, what the hell was that guy's name? Sean. Sean, Sean was a good host. <laughs> Sean was a good host. No, we we've had. Hey, we like I would say of the twelve or thirteen people that we've had co-host this show, Steve, <laughs> like at least nine have been solid. You know, like <laughs> does that include you and I? I don't know. Oh no, 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 no! I'm definitely not in that top nine. I'm not either. I know I'm not a good host. So I'm thinking I'm like honorable mention just for voices being on the pod. Well, you're an analyst though, Dave. <laughs> I know. I get that, but I know. Yeah, I mean, I'd say just for a voice. Yeah, yeah. you're not like worthy. Honorable of, mention of voice. Yeah. You're not worthy you, you, of being a you're host. You're probably in that you know? top ten area. That's the good news. <laughs> of the ten. <laughs> Most uh, of the people right. I've liked, we had one or two that I questioned why the person was there. Oh, we've absolutely had a few of those. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But for the most part, even they were nice people, just didn't work out. Yeah. Um, so welcome to the show, everybody. It is Combine Week. This weekend is when you'll see a bunch of dudes running in their underwear. I know that still excites some of you, maybe in the wrong way. I don't to know. To each their own. To each their own. I'm not judging. You are judging, it. but that's okay. <laughs> I am judging, but <laughs> I'm judging loudly. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than having us out there in our underwear doing it. No, it no, no one would ever want to see us do it. Also, because it would probably take me a good ten seconds to run the forty. I, I <laughs> probably, yeah, you're not a runner. That's it pretty would be fast slow. in my eyes. <laughs> I think I could. Pro- of the three of us, I think I would probably win the forty. You probably would. I have bad shin splints, and I'm overweight at this point. And yeah, like all, all I know, I just pulled a hamstring just thinking about it, so I'm out. <laughs> Well, also, Dave, you're four foot ten, so you have little tiny legs. Yeah, but they move. I tell you, they move. But I'm tall compared to you. Yeah. Yeah, but it's me having to be having to walk and run next to tall people, where my yeah. legs move three times <laughs> faster than the average short person. I think. I think honestly, I could smoke you in the forty. That's what I think. I'm sure you could. Cause I'm not a runner. I'm not a runner <laughs> at all. Yeah, I I only run if someone's chasing me with with like a knife or something. That's my my role. <laughs> the real question is, is, could any of us beat that? What's the guy that runs the forty? Rich Eisner. Oh, Rich Eisner. Rich, uh, Rich yeah. Could we beat that guy? That's the real question. I don't uh, I don't I don't know what times he puts up. I, I've he never. Runs, I think it's he's running t- six hey, seconds, right? Roughly? Which, that's pretty good. I thought he just broke in the five, like five I nine think last one year. One year he did a couple years yeah. ago, and but he's usually like in the low sixes. Right. Yeah. Now he's actually also like prepping for it at this point. I feel like. Yeah. Too. Well, he is. Yeah. yeah, but he's also wearing a suit too. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the best but, part. He does it in a suit and uh, wingtips or whatever. But yeah, he's definitely prepping for it because he has technique down, and you can see that somebody's yeah. coached him. None of yeah. us have ever in co. We just get out there and just run. So yeah. Right. Yeah. And but Rich uh, Eisen's also overweight. So I mean. Yeah. Yeah. He's also like sixty. You know. Yeah. If like... I can't beat an overweight sixty-year-old, there's a problem. Yeah. 
I, I bet on myself for that one. Confident you could do that. Yes. Confident you could do that. Uh, I mean, there was a time I ran a sub four, sub uh, five forty. Yeah, I prop it, back in my twenties. I was, I looked awkward as heck running, but you know, I was you know one hundred fifty pounds. I was pretty fast. I, we used to play ultimate frisbee a lot on the uh, temple practice field, which was astroturf. Now that is fun to run on. Hurts like heck to fall on. But mm-hmm. running on AstroTurf is a lot of fun. You really fly on that. So do you think out there, could you beat Rich Eisner in a 40? Let us know. Yeah. We're going to yeah. keep track of this. But but none of you in shape people. I only want to hear from, like, out of shape, over-the-hill people. Yeah, I'm not talking about a 22-year-old college kid who's listening to us. I'm talking about you guys who are, like, in your 40s or your yeah. 50s, those guys. Can you? Do you think you could beat Rich Eisen? Yeah. Let us Let us know. And, 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 all you fellow, and all you fellow little people out there, chime in. Let's hear what you got. Yeah, yeah I mean, Dave's a little person. You know, yeah. they count. We count. You count, too. Yeah, you know, we, I mean. we definitely count little people. It's uh, fun to so, see Dave's little tiny legs going a million miles an hour, you know? Yeah. I like to laugh. Hey, hey uh, I mean, some of the fastest people in the NFL have been smaller guys. Dale right, Green NFL is like 5'8 or 5'9 yeah, or something. That's not small by... That's a little small, but that's not like wee bit. That's not like Dave four foot no, no, ten, no. you know, small. No, it's average height in the world. I don't know. Darren Sproles is pretty short. I think. Uh, I think. I, I think I came eye to his nose. I think I, Darren Sproles, in all seriousness, like five six or five yeah, seven. I think, right? I think that's what he's listed as. Yeah. yeah. You, and you I think prob- you're probably the average taller height, than Kyler Murray. So. The average height in. The United States is like five ten, I think five nine, yeah. five ten. Yeah. And I, I, you will never convince me that Kyler Murray's five ten. I think Kyler Murray's really five eight. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Uh, also Santana Moss, uh, he's definitely not five ten. I've seen Santana Moss. I, I can look over his head. I stood next to Chris Paul, and he wasn't but an inch or two taller than me. Yeah. Chris Paul, the basketball player. Right. 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 Um, we got a lot to talk and I, about. And I look up to everyone, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you're 410, you're looking up to most people. It's okay. We don't discriminate against you. Uh, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage is somebody. Dave Peter Dave Dinklage would look up to Dave, yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Yes, Peter... When I got his autograph, we were eye to eye. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Dinklage is such a boring, serious guy. He wouldn't see the humor in any of it, though. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Yeah, I'll just... tell you one that would, Brad Williams. Who's he's that? He's hilarious. That, he's uh... a comedian. He's a, he's a, uh, I, I think he might be like four foot five I've or whatever. Seen oh, okay. He's no, a yeah. stand up yeah. comic, right? Yeah. yeah. He has a whole Vegas, spiel right? about laughing at his height and all that. Yes. And he's, he's, oh, yeah. yeah, I've seen that guy. Yeah. I've, he's only ever done one big special that I know of, at least, but I've seen this special. He's the anti Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, How'd we get on Peter Dinklage? I don't know. <laughs> we we started making fun of Dave's height again. And <laughs> it's been two weeks. We got to find something else to make fun of. Um, all right, we should we should really cover some of the stuff. We got a lot to talk about. We have legit stuff to talk about. We have today. legit stuff to talk about. Uh, Indy's happening. Uh, the combine's happening. We obviously we can't really talk about what's going on in the combine because there's no measurables right now. The coaches and GMs, Adam Peters and Dan Quinn, are talking to players. They talked to Williams today. I think they talked to Daniels today. They're, like, this is the day that they talked to the quarterbacks. Um, and I think they scheduled to interview basically every quarterback at the Combine. Um, the, I think that corners were yesterday. 
Um, but Peters and Quinn have been talking to the media while they're out there, and some stuff has come out, especially about the quarterback class, that's been a little revealing. I think they've let one or two things slip. That's not a surprise. Uh, honestly, uh, so Adam Peters, in his uh, press conference, uh, he was talking about Brock Purdy, and he, he kind of slipped and said, now I've got to go find a new quarterback. We're yeah. talking about Brock Purdy. Kind of a tip of his hand, a little bit, that Sam Howell isn't going to be the quarterback this year. Newsflash. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. Like, can you feel the world shaking? And you... <laughs> By the way, I've started officially started my annual slog through all the college quarterback film, yeah, film tape at this point. Yeah, um, I'll reserve opinions, but I'm it's it's in process. Sure, uh, and look, you know, like it's going to take you some time. I'm oh, sure yeah. I'm sure you've formulated some early opinions, but I'm not going to have. You. I have. Yeah. I'll tell you guys off the air. I don't want to spoil it. On yeah, the yeah. Air. We'll we'll talk about that off air. But I'll give you an early opinion that came out today from Dan Quinn because he's on the Sports Junkies. And they did a little word association thing with the top three guys. Just they said their names. What's a word that comes to mind? So he said uh, Williams. The What he said was D.C. So that's actually not that impressive. OK, he's from D.C. He's from like, D.C. He's, that's not telling us anything. Yeah. Right. Then he's um, Drake May. He said athletic. But with Jaden Daniels, he said game changer. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Game changer means a lot. Right. Like now that that kind of tells you this might be what where he's starting to think. The history of the NFL is littered with coaches who take underdeveloped quarterbacks and think they can coach them up. Now, I have not watched Daniel's film yet, so I'm not making a comment on his abilities. Okay, but when I hear that kind of thing, that automatically makes me nervous. I I can understand it making you nervous. I can also understand a lot of people who get pretty excited by that because I've watched things. He is very exciting to watch at times. So was Robert Griffin. And we know how that turned out. Um, well, the, well, the one thing with Daniels is why I'm, I'm actually looking forward to Steve coming out with all this, because mm-hmm. the one thing with Daniels, he's a guy that, cause I think it was uh, Mark Bullock did a, did a breakdown of someone else. And, you know, they talk about him, and one of his, uh, you know, one of the knocks to say is that he's a one-read guy, but they broke down many plays where he was more than just a one-read quarterback. Sure. When it came to situations, he was he went through certain progressions, stuff like that. But, but see, out of the top three quarterbacks, Jaden Daniels, so far anyway, has been the one guy with the least red flags outside of his size. That's always going to be a concern, of course. You know, there's red flags, especially with, with Drake May is the most polarizing one of the three. Period. You think so? Yeah, it's like I go well, to me anyway because every time they talk about him, they talk about you know he's got the arm strength, he's athletic, and he can make he can make all the throws. But then he gets real complacent a lot of times. He's very inconsistent. He can be volatile with his passes. It's like sure. he's 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 the one that's all over the place. He's the one that scares me the most. Interesting. I mean, we're gonna go get in depth on these guys. Yeah. In a, another. Is that next week or the week after? No, soon? it's a it's a couple. It's it's toward the end of the because I oh, need some more time to get okay. into yeah, it. I don't, yeah, I don't, and I, I don't have a agenda. I also want to have the combine you get over with, you know, and the pro days oh, so you have get over with. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, well, I mean, look, we're gonna talk in depth. I can I, I find it interesting that you feel that way, Dave. To me, Williams is that guy, but 
we'll get into all that later. Um, yeah. the, the only other tidbit that Adam Peters has kind of let out there that I thought was interesting uh, was that he seems to be hesitant to say they're going to be big spenders in free agency, um, which I, I understand they want to build through the draft. I think you have to spend at least in certain areas in this this free agent class. I think he's full of crap. Yeah, personally. Yeah, it, it well, could for be one thing, GMC. listen, they kind of have to spend some money. They can't yeah. not spend money. Right. There is a technically a minimum, uh, you right. know, that they'd be below. I, I think so. Eighty-five percent of the total every three years. Yeah, something. don't quote me on the number, but it's there's a number, and um, so I think that's garbage. I mean. Uh, if you go, if you look like somebody like the Packers, mm-hmm. they have gone minimal, okay. But I don't know if they're really going to go that minimal. Uh, to me, if they use the draft to kind of fill in the gaps, I'm sure. sorry, the free agency to fill in the gaps, that's appropriate. But I don't think they should just not sign. You have money. If there's a player that fits, do it. Yeah, you, you know. You also have so many holes where you need to fill in. A couple of these spots you're not going to be able to use the draft for everything um yeah or not this year there's not yeah. enough i just think he's just going to be cautious on who he's loading the money to which is probably no surprise to anyone here but i think it's not going to be one of the things where like mike evans everyone wants mike evans but he's what like 29 years old or 30 years old you're not going to yeah. pay 23 million dollars what spochak has for him a year for a guy who's 30 years old on a team that's rebuilding. Granted, we don't need a well, receiver, but still. But you're yeah. right. I mean, that's not the that's not a good strategy. Right. You want to find somebody young who can build with the team. Mike Evans is a guy you bring in for a team that's almost there. Yeah. Correct. Uh, well, and generally, I do think you guys are right about that. But there are exceptions. Like, I, I did a full mock offseason, just was bored one day. And one guy who I kind of honed in on for a very logical reason was uh, Bobby Wagner, who is a free agent with Seattle. He still wants to play, apparently. He's 33 at middle linebacker. But he played, He was under Dan Quinn back in the day when Seattle was the Legion of Boom. I'm not saying you're bringing him in for more than a one-year thing. I'm saying you need a middle linebacker. He should have some familiarity with how Dan Quinn's going to want to call this thing. It might make sense to bring him in, and then while he's there, you start developing a rookie underneath him. I'm just, kind of a, I'm just appreciative of the fact that you cared so much to do that, yet simultaneously did not care enough to write that up and publish it yeah. to the masses to see. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. <laughs> I could find it and republish it. It's fun. It it wouldn't take too long. Don't worry about the site. It's okay. Just do you have fun and do your thing and you know forget about the hog site. That's fine. <laughs> it's not uh, like that's evergreen where we couldn't have used it on a day like Wednesday when because of some stuff we didn't have a post. Gee. Don't worry I, I'll, about it. Alex. I'll it's okay. I'll do another one and I'll post it on the hog size of evergreen. Okay, very good. That, if you want. Uh but that there are ways to even bring in older guys is my point. Like I'm not opposed to, I don't think you should, I don't need the over the hill gang, but like one or two veteran presences, this team needs some leadership anyway. Let's be honest. They they lack a veteran leader on uh, a lot of spots. Honestly, they had some people with some bad attitudes last year. Like John, looking at you, John Allen, 
Let, let's be know, honest. For example. John Allen is meant to be the leader. It's not his personality. He's not going to be the guy who comes in and says everyone needs to work out harder. That's just not who he is. But even if he player. was that at one point in time, he was had a bad attitude last year. I feel yeah. like well, I wrong. think winning four games probably gives everyone a bad attitude. <laughs> well, I granted, I know, yeah. but I mean, he didn't handle it well. No, he did not. He did not. Um, I was but, that was kind of one of the reasons why I hated to see Montez Sweat go because. Although he may not have been an elite rusher, the one thing he was was he was a good locker room presence. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't hear him complain about anything. Yeah. You know, when he was just a really, really good player, good teammate, everything caught It was almost like, kind of almost like Terry McLaurin on the defensive side in many ways. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, you're in Washington. It's going to go wrong. Yeah. Oh, sure. You know, <laughs> I mean, what do you expect <laughs> to happen? It's Washington, D.C. Well, one of those things that uh, I think. Pe- fans especially overlook is you always need certain personality types in every locker room and you need them in, just like in your office. Honestly, you need people who are natural leaders. You need people who are natural, like second in command types who are like, yeah, this is what he wants us to do. Let's do it. You know, you, you need, need the that doers, guy. and you need the run, run of the mill doers, right? You need those and you need the class clown. You need somebody who can break the tension every once There's in a not while. a thing with lawyers and class clown, okay? That's not those the two things do not mix well. No, I'm sure they don't mix well, <laughs> and that's why everyone hates lawyers. People are <laughs> amazed at how boring legal departments slash law firms are. Uh, I just did a 16-hour event about the legal department here. Oh, and there's something I got to talk about with you after after, okay. after the show. Just, All right. Well, yeah. Let's do it after. No, nothing don't, nothing don't. government secrets, just some, okay. it's more personal stuff. Okay. But yeah. Let's just do it now in front of all these people. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it, it might still get me in a little trouble. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm just saying, like, there are certain personality types you want around every locker room to be successful. Yes. And we've been lacking in that number one guy, that alpha guy, especially on defense. But on offense, too, honestly, who's been the alpha? Nobody. Last, yeah. Yeah. Terry is Terry's good that, for the wide receivers, but he's the quiet performer type, though. He's not a upfront yeah. leader. Yeah. 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 He, he doesn't scare people any. <laughs> well, you don't even need to necessarily scare people, but True. he's not a vocal, verbal, yeah. outfront leader type, you know? Mm hmm. He's mm-hmm. the type that people respect because he's a professional and he's a, the best player probably on the team. Absolutely, people respect right. him, but he's not the rah rah, you know, yeah. let's go get him guy. Yeah. So uh, when it comes to he's free not like agency, what D'Angelo Hall was. D'Angelo Hall was that. Yes. You know, yeah. He was exactly. that outspoken leader. He was a guy right. that performed. He was just everything to that team. Yeah. Yep. That's what that's what we don't have. Yes. D'Angelo Fletcher back in the day. Yeah. Many others. Uh, yeah. A couple others. I even think Santana Moss had that. Honestly. Oh, he definitely did. Yeah. 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 We were talking about, uh, you know, him a little earlier. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So why don't we uh, why don't we shift gears to free agency a little? Because you know yeah. we we briefly touched on, you know, there's not that much coming out of Indianapolis yet. We'll get more probably later this week, and especially this weekend when the actual combine physical stuff goes on, uh, the underwear Olympic stuff. So why don't we talk about free agency? We wanted to talk about offensive linemen in free agency. Uh, and you know, honestly, if there's a place where I think they need to spend big offensive line is going to be pretty high on the list, uh, for me. So, 
there's a lot of good lineman options out there. Maybe not as far as uh, tackles. In, you know, like elite left tackles don't hit free agency. You can never find an elite left tackle in free agency. No, no. but there's several good interior guys. Uh, a couple good guys who might be good right tackle candidates. Uh, so let's dive into it a little. Uh, Steve, you said you have... Well, it, this is Dave's thing. Dave, okay, Dave okay. we all kind of break these up, and Dave has offensive line, so let's hand it to him to Okay, Dave, it. do you want to cover some of the names that stood out to you? Well, if I go with one to start the most, I would have to go with Jonah Williams. Jonah Williams at Cincinnati. He was the uh, he was our first round pick uh, three years, uh, four years ago, I think it was. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was he was projected as a left tackle. He's been kind of bounced back and forth between left and right. But you know his the only problem with him is that playing the tackle position. From what everything that I've kind of seen is that he. He tends to get a little hands, a little grabby. He's not real, and he's not real. He he's an athletic tackle, but he mm-hmm. doesn't use his feet very well apparently. So he gets caught up with it with the uh, speed rushers. If he shifts him more to the in, in, interior side of the guard, I think that's where he fits the best. I think he played a few games with Cincinnati like that as well. But he's the one name that I think that under the right coaching, you can kind of take over Wiley's spot if and when they release him or hopefully when they release him. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a guy who could slide in right there at the right-hand side. That's the one name that kind of jumps out the most. And plus, he's 26, and only yeah. gets you about about 15. Uh, Spotrack has him in a market value of, of almost $15 million a year, which, I mean, for a right tackle, starting right tackle is not bad. No, and if he, if he can lock down that spot for four or five seasons at 26 right. years old, that's not bad at all. Absolutely. Um, Did you say $15 million? That's what's supposed to I, yeah. I, I thought I was looking at Jonah Williams, right? I mean, I've I got see him a, at 10. I see him at 10, 8. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Maybe unless they. Now, now, this is from an older article I had, unless they had oh, okay. recently adjusted. Oh, they've adjusted. Okay. Maybe they've adjusted Maybe. it. It's either way, it's, it's legit starter money for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm fine paying that if it works out personally oh, like I, I would think that's exactly what you want. uh so that's one name uh i assume dave you were kind of looking at a lot of younger guys right uh on the most part i mean if i if i had to jump out with an older guy probably i would jump more in towards of uh um donovan smith out of uh mm-hmm. kansas city he's sure. a left tackle but i i honestly don't think kansas is gonna let him go anyway i think he's he, 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 he played well last year, and they can't afford to let him walk. He's going to be demanding. You know, Spotrack doesn't have an average annual salary when I wrote this. I don't know if that's changed or not. It hasn't. But, they still don't have it. Yeah. And, uh, but you know, the only thing with him, he's a natural left tackle, and he's kind of like what we already have in Charles Leno Jr. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's really going to be that much of an upgrade if you go after him. So, I don't, I don't really see that. I, I mean, I think the biggest name – on the market is Tyron Smith. Yeah. You know, Dallas probably isn't going to let him go. I mean, he's 33. No. I would assume Dallas wouldn't want to let him go, but that would be the star of the class. But I think that would be a really bad mistake for a team like Washington to, to shell out for that. Cause he's going to want huge money. Number one, number two right. is 33. I, I think you got to draft a left tackle to be with, to go with the brand new quarterback. You got to get a well, franchise, young franchise left tackle. And while I agree, they should, 
I also don't think there's a urgent need to re- some people are desperately like, oh, release Leno right now. I, I think one, he's under contract. He's at least an average player. Don't jump the gun and release him until you bring somebody in house that you think can replace him or you're yeah. even competent. Like if you draft a quarterback in the first round, that means that left tackle is not coming till round two. Which means he's probably not going to be a star left tackle. Which, yeah. And it probably means that you're going to need to develop him for at least a season. So, you know, you could get him some play time, sure. But uh, I think Leno is average. Yeah. An he's, average starter. He's, he's not great. He's the definition of an average tackle. In terms of Washington's, like, tragedy of an offensive line, yeah, he's the least of the tragedies, I would say. I would say it's him and then and Sam what Cosby. healthy cost me. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the one name that, or and there's a couple of good centers, honestly, but Connor Williams is the name that kind of stands out to me in the free agent group. And we desperately need to find a new center because I think they have had, had, what, four centers play last year? They've had all the centers. Yeah. Yeah. And none of them played exceptionally well. No. Um, it would be smart to get a guy like that who's 26. Uh, it means you can have him develop with your quarterback, and that quarterback center relationship is important. You know, people sometimes overlook that. But, you know, that's the man who that quarterback's sticking his hand right on his butt, you know, 70 times a, a game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they may enjoy it. You know, again, tweets their own. Well, I think that's why guys play shotgun so much now, right? That's, Is that that's what Matt Ioannidis did with you? I mean, behind closed doors? Well, that's, I mean... that's defense, man. <laughs> totally different game. <laughs> True. <laughs> now they've got Connor Williams. Spotrax got Connor Williams at thirteen point five million, which is a lot. But yeah, you know. But you're talking maybe. about a top end starting center, right? So it makes sense. I mean, there's a couple other guys. If you look down the list of Spotrax centers who are also around that age, probably could be good starters. Uh, Brewer uh, from Tennessee, for example. Um, you know, but like I think if they were to come out of free agency. With one interior lineman, uh, ideally a center probably, and a new right tackle, I'd be over the moon. I think that's, you know, two starters that desperately need to be found quickly. Were there any other names you wanted to go over, Dave? Uh, There's actually one. I actually didn't have it in my article. I just kind of looked on a site for for, for, uh, offensive linemen. A name that comes here is, uh, this ad gets out of my way here. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I'm not a familiar with uh, the my, guy my, by the name of Ad gets out of the way. Uh, you know what? He's a sleeper. Dude, you know? the, okay. these he, names get weirder and weirder. It but does, he, yeah. but, but he's actually an undrafted free agent. Probably, or he's a priority one free agent. Uh. That's for, so I'll, I'll, I'll address that one later. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mike Onwenu, he's a guard. from. He played three years, three years, four years experience. He was out of uh, New England. Um, and he has uh, Spotrac has him at thirteen and a half million annual average annual salary, and I don't know a great deal about him, but they have him in statistical comparisons like a Ben Powers mm-hmm. and a Jawan Taylor, which actually are, I I believe they're both ranked top ten in terms of guards in the league, and uh, I don't know how I missed him in that article, but that's a guy right there. 
Uh, you, you could probably really jump on to focus on shore up that other end over Cosme on the left mm-hmm. guard on the other side right there. I mean, that's a guy 25 years old, could be 26 this year. I mean, that's a guy you could take long term if you wanted to. Yeah, I, I think mean, what he, people he's... need to remember here is this. Because there's a lot of names, and we frankly don't have time to go over every single one of them. Yeah. I Understand this. The offensive line will be drastically different next year, number one. Number two, you will not recognize a couple of these names. They're not going to draft five offensive linemen. They're going to draft one or two of them. They're not going to spend $85 trillion bringing in all the top offensive line. You, they may sign one big name one. Uh, you know, if possible, but they're going to bring guys like the guy Dave just mentioned, which is a mm-hmm. decent name. That guy is cheap. Oh, a when you, you know, he's yeah. cheap. Um, he's not going to be in an all pro team. Doesn't mean he can't play. It could be a productive member of the line, but you're, you may, you're just going to have to get used to out there. The idea that Washington is going to bring some dudes in and you're, you're not going to have heard of them. Yeah. That's right. my advice or my, my thoughts rather. I, and I, I agree with that. Um, and since we do have a lot of other things, I would like just... to say that why don't they try to sign Jason Kelsey so maybe we can get some Taylor Swift action in the yeah. in the well, stadium? That'd excite everybody, uh, wouldn't it? Steve, he's an eagle. So you don't want that? You don't listen. Want is isn't Taylor Swift worth? You it? don't want that bad juju. She's the she's dating the brother. That's true. That's true. Maybe they're Eskimo the brothers. No, I don't even want to go there. Never stop. No. <laughs> For, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did I really say that? Yes, out you loud? did. Yeah, okay. you did. Out loud. Yes, you did. Yes. I'm, I'm actually just surprised Steve knows that term. That reference. I do know that term. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a legal term. It's a, it is a legal term. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Let's uh, let's move on. And, I think for uh, the record, I'm Jason Kelsey, I believe, is married, and I'm joking. Just FYI. Yes. 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 I, I, I think we all know that. No, I was uh, being serious. Yep. We're no, just I'm having not. fun. It's fun. <laughs> uh, so the, the other part about the offensive line, the draft, which we're also going to talk about offensive linemen in the draft, this is a really deep draft class is uh, when it comes to linemen is what the draft experts are saying, at least. I, I was looking at a couple different sites before the show. Uh, CBS, I was just looking at offensive tackles. There's 13 offensive tackles that CBS has ranked in the top 100 players in this class. Uh 10 are considered first to second rounders. So like this now that's just first rounder does not necessarily mean they're going to be a star or a starter. I get that. But Steve, you've done that. You did that study a while back. Line is one of the safer spots to project out, right? Like instead of a 20% hit rate, you get up to like a 50% hit rate in the first round. Yeah, don't quote like me that. on the numbers. I don't remember. But, but it's um, much better. It's much yeah, better. Yeah, it was a little better. Yeah, it was a little better. Yeah. Okay, so let's do this. So I've got – well, Dave, you, you want to give your thoughts on the, the draft class? Ah, uh, the draft class, yes. Now, as far as like the top tackles, obviously we're not um, – unless we use that number two pick or trade back, and get one of these top offensive tackles, I really don't see us getting, obviously, any one of them. Let's but there's tell them who one are, name. Right? Okay, that's fine. So you have... Uh, the, the okay, from <laughs> Notre Dame, Joe Alt, yeah. 6'8", 3'15". Uh, he's, he kind of swaps back and forth between him and the Penn State. Uh, Alamuaye. 
Alan Moai and Fashuano. And Dave's a Nittany Lions fan, and he struggles. Yeah, I always struggle with that. That's okay. (laughs) But those two are kind of interchangeable in the top uh, tackles, but uh, Joe Alder has been been having more steam lately. So, of course, the combine could change all that. So, Well, you left out uh, J.C. Latham from uh, from Alabama. Yeah. Uh, He he would be the other one. Hit him and also Talisa Fuaga out of Oregon State. Yeah. Yeah. As well. Yes. Like, I don't think now, Washington would be in a position to get Latham, certainly not Latham, and maybe Alt. Uh, you, you know, like, like yeah. it depends on who does the ranking as, the, you know, right. who does the analysis of which one of these guys are ranked, you know, higher. But I think Latham, Fashuano, Alt. Yeah. Fuaga, those four guys are kind of your top, your top yeah, and, ones. And then there's Mims from Georgia. The, they could all right. be in the first round. They were probably they're all one. going in the first round. The thing yeah. that surprised yeah. me is Latham is very highly ranked and he's a right tackle. Usually right tackles are not first round caliber guys. I mean, look, Trent Williams played right tackle in college. Remember? I forgot that. Did he? Yeah. Oh. For a long time. He, for a long time he did. Yes. Okay. I didn't, I did not realize that. I agree. It's so, uh, it's not normal, but I mean, right. Trent, it's typically, not yeah. typically first round means left tackle. And usually yeah. these guys don't have a. Usually they've played some of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, well, there's... I mean, yeah, I'm sure they they get moved around. You put your best five out there, as Robbie used to always yeah. say. Now, and I'll say that I trust Lance Zerline's opinion quite a bit. Lance Zerline has Latham as right tackle or a guard. Okay. Right. Okay. Now, um, the one, uh, now, now, now the one name that sticks out that could that could easily come out and slip to the early second round, but he's projected a potential late first round is uh, Jordan Morgan out of mm-hmm. Auburn, six four, three hundred twelve pounds. He's a guy that could be right there in position for them to grab. He's 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 more of a right tackle though. He can certainly play left tackle. He's a uh, they have him down his strengths as he's uh, very explosive at the snap, and he's great in change of direction with his footwork, and he and he does a great job of maintaining the leverage. You know, he has uh, great lateral movement to match to match his explo- to match explosive edge rushers and so forth. The biggest thing that he has and and what he lacks is is uh, is ideal arm length, and that mm-hmm. can affect his leverage at times. His struggles in uh, a lot of zone run schemes where he's going to have issues with so. As far, care, as far as left tackle, would you I, care before you move on? Would you care to take a guess at who Lance Zerline has compared Jordan Morgan to in the NFL? Don't tell me Wiley. No. Uh, okay. I, so uh, I watched probably, a uh, little Morgan bit of him today. Is Brandon Scherf? Charles Leno. Charles Leno? Oh, okay. Yeah. So we could get rid of Leno oh, to draft his his literal replacement. His younger. That would go well. Yes. His younger version. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, look, he, he he does have a little bit of a short arm thing if you watch him. You're it's right. Not a Tyrannosaurus Rex, though. No, uh, no, no. Right. Uh, the thing that I noticed right away, though, is he kind of stutter steps a lot when he, when I was watching little highlights of him today. Just you know, bored watching some highlights. I'm sure the federal government is happy knowing that you're watching. Dude, I was sitting highlights. in an eight-hour broadcast of a bunch of lawyers <laughs> talking. What el- what else do you think I'd do? <laughs> I, even I don't want to hear your lawyers talk for eight hours. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, it it uh... was a long day. <laughs> uh, 
anyway, okay. Yeah. So who else, Dave? All right, so I'm going to jump away from the tackles here for a second uh, because this guy, uh, Graham Barton out of Duke, they, mm-hmm. they have him listed as like the number 10th tackle. But the one thing that he he jumps he jumps the ranking uh, the, the ranking when it comes to guard. I mean, this is a guy who's got an extremely high football IQ. Mm. He has great explosion at this snap. Has very good well maintains great leverage through his blocks. He doesn't just hit, make contact, and maintain. He's fa- his 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 uh, his uh, lower leg power really drives through the blocks, and he maintains he maintains a great. I'm sorry. He works great within within space. So when he's tight, what they call like in you know uh, um, blocking in the phone booth. Yeah. You know I'm not sure if you heard that uh, phrase or not, but with him in a tight space and you know within within the interior line, he works he works very very well with them. Now him as well also lacks the arm arm length, but they kind of they they, they kind of project him more in the guard anyways. So that kind of takes away from that a little bit anyways. That's not as much of a uh, concern, but him right there, he'll sit in an ideal spot to be an interior line who can also move down into center as well because of his recognition uh, uh, pre or uh, post snap uh, and recognizing the defensive schemes ahead of him, and he's able to make those calls at the line. So I wouldn't be surprised if they make a move on him potentially as a center out of this draft, where some sites actually have him as the number one center in this draft. Um, interesting. Zerline, first of all, says it was a quote, pleasurable experience watching his tape, which is a weird thing to say, but, um, uh, Zerline's got him as a quote, early starter with pro bowl potential at center, by the way, they listed him as a center there and they mentioned the short arms. Um, but I think he looks to me like a guy who smart, Maybe lacking in a little bit of strength, maybe, but great technique, great attitude, great tenacity, smart. So yeah, yeah that that's you know you can't have it everything, have it all in these ratings. And this guy, you know, there's plenty of people who may not have filled, checked every box necessarily, but ended up being quality pros, and that yeah. might be this guy. Hmm. So uh, Dave, do you have anyone else that um, stands out to you? Uh, out of uh, Kansas, out of out of Kansas State, would be uh, uh, Cooper Beebe, a six four, three hundred thirty five pounds. Uh, he he's another guy that works very well in tight spaces, mm. and he has good and he has good technique. Although he could still improve that in, in for uh, pass protection, but what he has is he has a really good upper body strength, and he engages his blocks very very well, and he's very very quick. He's uh, very quick to the first contact, and he holds his blocks very well. Now, the one thing he does, too, he tends to lean and lunge a bit too much forward. And, 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 and by the way, I'm getting all this from draft buzz. I like using draft buzz for a lot of, uh, uh, draft buzz for a lot of this for the offensive linemen because they're usually pretty well on the mark with all this. Um, but um, And so in pass protection with him kind of lunging forward and kind of getting a little handsy at times, that's where he may have his issues. Uh, so, but he's another guy kind of stepped uh, uh, stand as a, especially as a run blocker and he's athletic to where he can, he's able to pull and do a lot of those uh, we're uh, protecting the screen mm-hmm. in the screen game and so forth. 
I mean, hopefully, look, hopefully Washington drafts one of these guys. I mean, please, 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 Washington leadership, do not do stupid things in the draft. Uh, can can I can I say something? I, I want to know if you guys think I'm crazy or not. Sure. I would not be upset if I assume we're taking the quarterback at two. Don't know which. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. Would either of you be upset if both second round picks were offensive linemen? I mean, I wouldn't I, be upset. First of all, I mean, there's all. there's a lot of needs. I, I know, but I mean, they they need they really have to find like they, they almost literally don't have linebackers on the roster, and they also don't have defensive ends. Right. Um. Oh, but for they desperately need offensive linemen. For as deep as this draft is on the interior, I would love to see something to where they use like that first second round pick on like like a uh, like yeah uh, Jeremiah Trotter or Jeremiah Trotter, right? Jeremiah uh, Trotter, uh, yeah. Yeah. For someone like that, and then take that second second round pick and then skip move back in the third a little more because you can get really good guys like a uh, Christian uh, Monahan. From Boston College, or even like a uh, Javion Cohen out of Miami, who would be really, really good, really, really good quality uh, interior lineman, and even position yourself for one of the top centers like a uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, mm. with that one, with that one other early second round pick you would still have, even if you move back a little bit. I'll so. say this: um, Yes, there's a lot of needs. You know, again, they literally almost literally don't have linebackers. They don't have defensive ends. But if you're going to draft your franchise quarterback of the future, you really kind of need to find him a left tackle. Yeah. You really kind of do. It, it, to the point where I would almost be tempted to trade back up into the first round if, like, the right guy would happen to be there. They really – I, I would prioritize – of all those needs, I would prioritize offensive line generally because of yeah. the new quarterback – and, you know, maybe you can get away with Leno being in there for another year or whatever because you desperately need a center or a guard or whatever. But that the more I think about it, I think that next pick needs to be offensive line. You really have to find a starter. Yeah, I, I don't know if you'll find a left tackle at maybe not early second. Like maybe you not. said, you might have if, if one guy falls and I doubt it'll be all or the kid from Penn State. They're, they're not I mean, it's, getting out of the top. 10, it's but. not. Of in the offensive line, you guys are right to think it's because Leno is there. Leno's not terrible, right. uh, you know. He's also maybe, not elite. No, but maybe. But I, I just I think it's really important to find that, especially that tackle. Yeah. I, well, see, unfortunately, and we kind of touched on it already, is the fact that after you get past the top four, top three, top four, you start dealing with issues in terms of lateral movement and right. short arms and other issues with the uh, leverage concerns like that and everything to where you're going to have to move almost all the way up to almost the mid first round. If you're going to do that, it's going to take a lot to move up there. And you'd have to if get they can... lucky that Mims or Togata or whatever, right, Waga, right. Uh, they have to have fallen. Right yeah. now. I mean, maybe you find a team who really wants Jonathan Allen and you take Jonathan Allen, your second round pick and you jump way up there and grab that left tackle. Maybe. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Maybe. That might not be a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now that said, if they get Morgan from Arizona, who I think will be there in the second round, I don't think he's a left tackle, but I think you could plug him in as a guard, and he'll be a starter this year. You could probably plug right. him in at right tackle. So, I think there's options. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We we should move on to talk about some of the stadium news that came out this week because there was that too. 
Um, first of all, the related to the stadium stuff, uh, the players survey, second annual player survey, it came out. Uh, shockingly, Washington ranked 31st or 32nd in almost every last. category. Get it right. Yeah, yeah they, they were, were last. dead last in almost every category. They were towards the bottom. Um, now, the caveat on the player survey, and I'm not going to go through all the grades. One, I don't have in front of me. Two, it's it's just time consuming. The survey was done in October. So, like, at the very early point in the season. So a lot of the stuff is still on old ownership in my mind. It's not on the Harris group. Some all of, of that... it would be on the old ownership. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. 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 But, I mean, there's th- things here and there that... But say this, though, try. okay? So... Yeah. This survey is a survey of facilities. They're not evaluating the coaches, the owners. It's of the right. physical, actual facilities. And Washington's facilities are terrible. That's not news. They do training staff and uh, and like the gym. True, that's staff. part of it. But yeah. for the most of them, are facility related yeah. stuff and and like quality of life stuff and things like that. Right. And it is not news to suggest that the the Washington Redskins, run by the tiny tyrant. Right. Terrible in every respect, and if you didn't expect Washington to be number thirty-two, you have not been paying attention for the past two and a half decades. Right. So, yeah. related to that, the first bit of news that has come out is that the team is putting seventy-five million dollars into upgrades to FedEx. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not called FedEx Field anymore. They they don't have a name for it. Stadium is the name <laughs> of the stadium. So, um. Yeah. um in terms of stadium naming rights deals, I have done these. Um, okay, yeah, you want to, let's talk about that first, and then we'll touch yeah. on the money. So these, first of all, these deals are different for every single one of them, okay? Mm-hmm. But what happens is the 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 entity that's going to be the the name enters into an agreement with the owner of the stadium that says, I will pay you X amount of dollars per month or per yeah. year in exchange for you putting the name on the stadium for a term. You could negotiate different different outs and different things at different times. You would right. have to negotiate if the name of the company changes, you know, we can p- replace the name, the old name with the new name. And so in this case, what has happened was in this contract, there was an out if the Washington franchise changed ownership, mm-hmm. which makes sense because for those of you paying attention again, Robert Smith is the CEO of FedEx was a former minority partner in Washington in if you recall, the main reason why the Washington Redskins dumped the classic name for the stupid commander's name was because of Robert Smith. Fred Smith. And so, Fred, sorry, Fred Smith. Yeah. yeah. So none of that's a surprise. So this is not totally abnormal. It's no. not like the thumbing the nose at DC. This is standard contract stuff, basically. Yeah. Uh, and there was two years left on the current deal they had with FedEx. Uh, the rough math is it was about $8.5 million a year left in terms of what uh, FedEx was paying. That's not a this. ton by naming rights. No, no, no. I, from what I've read, Stephen, you would probably know if this is right. 10 to 20 million range is the norm now. Yeah, I so, think so. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done it in a while, but yeah. But, but it's somewhere in that. And yeah, I think so. Obviously, I'm assuming it's also the next one is always a little higher than the last one for every stadium. Just like with contracts and stuff like that. The question is going to be who's the new, who's going to be the new name? Is it going to be any fun ones, or is it going to be some company we've never heard of? Yeah. So the I, I will shout. I don't remember who posted it, but I'll give a shout out to the best uh, graphic I saw: Spirit Halloween. 
Spirit Halloween what? taking over FedEx, you know, a Halloween store. <laughs> is that a real store? Yeah. Yeah. It's, Spirit yeah. Halloween? it's the cheap Halloween stores yeah. that pop up in abandoned malls all the time. Oh, <laughs> cheap. Yeah. They are cheap. Well, their qual- their products are cheap, Dave. They charge the you products a lot. are cheap. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. You're paying okay. $20 for a piece of plastic. I get it. But <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was the top funny thing I saw. Yeah. I assume they're going to have probably just some big corporate entity. You know, it's not going to be like. If you want the legal question, here's yeah. the legal question. The stadium is going to be replaced one way or the other in a few yeah, years. Yeah, that's where it gets interesting. Yeah. And so will this name transition over to the next stadium? Right. Well, a lot of that matters as to who's going to own the new stadium. You sure. can't have. Josh Harris promised he's going to drag this other corporate sponsor over to another stadium. And he's, if, if the stadium's going to be in DC, he's not going to own it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, for sure. If the stadium's going to be in Maryland, he's not going to own it. So it may be that they get kind of a crappy deal. Yeah. Because there's so much uncertainty. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think any, there's any certainty on how much ownership they'll have at the stadium. You're right now, about that. The good that. news is like this ought to affect nobody, but Josh Harris and his mm-hmm. partners. Oh yeah. Yeah. It really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I'd ra- I'd rather name it Jack Ken cook stadium and be done with it. Yeah. I, I don't care what it's actually named in the end. Uh, in fact, the only thing that I'm hoping for is they get rid of the stupid FedEx colors on the stuff they've covered the seats with, uh, you know, at the top of the stadium. It's, those are awful colors. Let's be honest. It's like purple, orange, and green all around uh, Burgundy and Gold Stadium. It's very weird. Um, so for why don't we go for mauve and dark green next time? Yeah, yes. You you love your mauve. You really do. Oh, I, you know I'm a mauve <laughs> fan. I'm a mauve. Yeah, aficionado. Mr. Mauve is what we call Steve behind the back. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I don't really care. I've always uh, kind of jokingly tweeted at uh, oh, who's the kicker who took over Five Guys? Why am I blanking out his name all of a sudden? Mark Mosley? Yeah, Mark Mosley. His son is on Twitter. And I always say, you should get your dad to like name it Five Guys Field. You Five know, Guys like... Stadium. Uh-huh. Nothing like naming a football stadium, a stadium to advertise athletic prowess. Let's name that after a hamburger shop. Well, but it's a local <laughs> thing that went national. Like, you know, it would make. Five Guys is local to Virginia? Yeah, it started in Arlington. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. The first five stores were all like in Northern Virginia, um, so yeah. Uh, but yes, that that would be my vote if I had a vote, and I don't. I think um, it's kind of funny. It is funny. It, it's funny. Also, you know, their burgers are delicious. Not that Do you they can really need them. to advertise like that, though. No, no. Does does anyone actually need to advertise, Steve? No. I got news for you. They don't. But not like that. Yeah, right. No. no, no. I don't know why stadium naming rights are worth anything. You know, most of us just make fun of you for it, corporations. <laughs> I, you know, actually, truthfully, the Hogstye Stadium would be my first choice. Hogstye Stadium would not be bad. I wonder how much how much we could offer. We could scrape together a few hundred bucks between us. Yeah, yeah. Would that why do not? it? Why don't um, we just do? Why don't we just go Command Central? Oh no! Are oh. you kidding? Are you? You're off the show, Dave. <laughs> You are fired. <laughs> Dave, you have to mute your mic for 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, You're just trying to irritate me now. 10 this second like penalty for Dave. I was, just, I was just picking the right moment to throw it out there. <laughs> uh, it, no, the, the naming thing is interesting. The impact on the next stadium is going to be interesting because 
obviously they're not going to make 2028 now for the new stadium because they haven't figured anything out, but it's going to be within the next five years, probably. So it's a short-term naming deal if it's just it's a stadium. It's not totally impossible. They could, they'd have to, I mean, the this construction for the stadium will be two years. Yeah. Okay. And so if you, it's 2024 now, could they work all that out in two years? I mean, it would be really tough, tough yeah. fit realistically. They could given the right circumstance, but it would be a really tough ask. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're way past the red line. <laughs> well, they're we not way talk- past the red line. They're past the red line, but they're not yeah. way past the red line. But but they're past by what, like a year or two at this point? Well, I mean, because they don't even have a property identified yeah. or funding or anything. That's the hard part, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, but so it's a short-term naming contract, which is unusual, too. I, I, I assume they don't normally happen for like four or five seasons. No, no, no. So that would be another factor. Um, but yeah, that'll no, be the, the stuff uh, that... Dave, now, what's, or, the, yeah. what's the possibility of them finding a partner that would have, you know, with the naming rights would be the, uh, the same partner or part of a partnership group that would help to finance whatever future statement they have. And they made that kind of a deal. Now, is that unheard of? Is that something? What do you mean? Seen? Say that again. Like, for instance, you go out there and you find a partner or, or a partner group or a partnership group that, well, We'll bring you in. You can be part of the new stadium ordeal. We'll name the stadium. We'll name the stadium with you guys now, and but we'll have the financing through you. You'll have, or I'm probably saying it all wrong. No, I think what you're saying is, could they find a name sponsor who would also finance construction? Yes, it sounds like a terrible idea, like something I would never, ever, ever recommend ever. I get your point, but the simple fact of the matter is that construction is way more expensive, dramatically more expensive than a stadium naming rights deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also like the people who would do major financing like that is like bank of America. Yeah. Uh, You know, they don't, I mean, one, I think bank of America does have a stadium already, but I I don't, I I don't think that, that you could wrap that up in the calculus hypothetically, I guess, if you wanted, but I don't know. I don't think that's a thing. Uh, I, I was just curious. I know you know nice, It's an that. interesting anyway, thought, yeah. but you got to think like a billion dollars for stadium right. construction financing. Right. You know, not now, like a hundred million in a, you know, 200 million in a 15 year naming rights deal or whatever. So right. Steve, let me adjust what Dave is saying though. What if they were to go to not bank of America, let's say I'll use the bank. I use PNC bank and say, okay, we name it after you. We also will, in turn, promise to finance through you as part of this deal. Is that as crazy? Well, so no bank gives loans. Even major national banks do not give billion-dollar loans, okay? Okay. So how that would work is typically you go to – you have one bank that acts as a lead agent, and then there will be like 20 banks involved. Sure. Yeah, all giving small amounts of money. No bank is going to take that huge of the biggest loan I ever saw for one bank is. If you don't want to say because we're on. Yeah, I kind of don't, to be honest. Okay. So, uh, it, but, but a it, billion dollars is not a thing. Like only the federal government can print that much money, and they're really good at printing it. As so let me. Knows. I'll just use an imaginary number, and let's say it's a hundred million is okay. what they're comfortable with. Comparatively speaking, yeah, like I said, you're kind of asking the same question Dave did. Hypothetically, you could do this, 
I mean, yeah. if you wanted, I don't know why you would, though. No, I, I think know. the most realistic is what you stated at the beginning. You get the naming rights for this stadium, and if we can work it out for the next stadium. That that's kind of, hard to do. You can, even I don't know that's how hard to do, you, yeah. I mean, it would be really hard to put that into naming rights contract documents because you don't have any control over it. You could mm-hmm. say, yeah, sure, if I had to the extent we have control, I will negotiate with you first. I mean, you could say that, but what's that worth? Right. You know, a right but, but, refusal, but, not much. But if you think about it, so the naming rights partner needs to pay the stadium. They're looking for the pay the owner. Right. So right. they're looking for income of 10, 20 million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. But so if you bring your lender in on it, all you're really doing is kind of subtracting from the amount that they you yeah. owe them. And it just doesn't, you know, and, I don't think, you know, we talk about the payment, but, you know, it. Putting a new sign up there costs money too. There's there's all those factors in this as well. So it, I, I'm sure they'll have somebody, but don't. I'll be surprised if it's as big of a number as some of the higher Not for end ones. Three years or whatever, four years, yeah. five years. Uh, they'll yeah. put. There's somebody will do it for sure. Sure, someone will do it. But this is not something to get wrapped up around the axle people because it's it utterly affects utterly nobody but the uh, owner. Right. Our buddy uh, Rick Snyder suggested Ben Chili Bowl. Ben Chili Bowl doesn't have that kind of money. <laughs> you know, Five Guys at least has that money. I, I don't think. Do they, they, though? Well, they have, like, you know, stores in all 50 states at this point. They're, you know, national. They're, I don't think any fast food chain sponsors a stadium, though, do they? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know of, of one. I still, I'm, my leading contender is the Hogside Stadium. Hogside Stadium. I will only do it if they change or, the team name to the Hogsty. Well. <laughs> there you go. Um, or what? You have a better one than that? No, I was going to just reiterate my last one. That's all. No, <laughs> bad Dave. Bad. That is not. No, that is. You're. I'm. You're going to be off the show if you repeat yeah. that. Uh, so one thing that the team also put out uh, related to the stadium is that they are doing some upgrades. They the team moved some of their corporate offices out of the stadium for those who didn't know, and they're going to be turning that into a super luxury suite section, which uh, is interesting, but not that important, honestly, to most of us because we can never afford it. Um, But what they will fix is the leaking sewage and the fact that the hot water heaters didn't work at one point. And that's, I think, what actually should matter to us as fans is that our players should be allowed to take a shower after a football game. I think more importantly, the fans shouldn't have raw sewage dumped on them. I mean, can can we make it only on the Eagles and Cowboys sections? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I do not want to be blamed for giving somebody Girardia from having sewage dumped on them. No, we cannot. Fine. Even Eagles fans don't deserve. They, they do deserve it, but I don't want to be blamed for it. I don't want to be blamed for it. <laughs> They're the ones who brought the Giardia in, Steve. Well, that is true. That is true. But I'm not going to be blamed for it. Fine. All right. That's the lawyer in you coming out, not the fun loving side of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm not responsible for a premises liability defect associated with your failure to fix the sewer pipes. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh but uh, it is interesting that they're still willing to put that I mean that's seventy five million is serious money. You know, well, yeah, it would you know, it would you know, it would be nice if I walk out of the bathroom even even after wash hands and all, I still I feel dirtier leaving it than I did when I first walked in. <laughs> It'd be nice if they get those bathrooms straightened up for one. Yeah, a little more variety in the club level section for food would be another one. Yeah. So I mean, you, you don't like problems, going to that Dave. First world problems. 
Well, that's the thing, though. The food there, I don't complain about the food, per se, because, I mean, the chicken tenders and the fries, yeah. they're usually typically pretty good. The hot dogs, you know, all of them. I mean, everything just, they just have. Just don't go to the hill country good. that's in it's there. Just, that's not fresh. Yeah, right. It's just all air mark. Just, I got news for you. It's all air oh, mark. Oh, sure. But it'd be nice if they did, like, maybe, like, one game. Okay, here's some cheeseburgers. Another yeah. game, do, like, little mini, uh, like, like sliders or something like that or whatever, just something. Which is just a small cheeseburger. So far, you haven't named a single thing that I would eat. What's that? So far, you haven't named a single thing that I would eat. Well, chicken salad. What? what do you can want? I? Can you come up with a health food option? Health food option? Well, I'm sure they have plenty of lettuce for you. Lettuce is not, lettuce is just empty calories. Oh, I mean, throw throw some pepper on I it. I stumped something. you. I stumped you. See, it didn't take much. Okay. Okay, how about how about some roasted red and green peppers with some fried onions? I don't like onions. peppers. I don't like peppers. See, there's nothing so, we can do. So what we really need for Steve is a sweet green or a chopped, like a salad place. That's what he needs, unfortunately. Just give me a plain chicken place. Yeah. We're not putting yeah. anything on the chicken at all. We're just slapping it on and, a grill. And just period. grilled chicken, not, not fried. It. Yeah. No, just grilled chicken with nothing on it at all. Yeah. Yep, that's what Steve did. Not even a bun. He just he's just gonna walk around eating a piece of chicken. Yes, yes. I don't want the bun. No, I Actually, don't want the bun. It's too many it, carbs and starches. You know, you stuff. know what you would really enjoy, Steve? Smoked turkey leg. Just a, we need a turkey leg place. I don't like smoked stuff though. Oh well, I, I I'm don't picky, know man. I'm telling you. You you are you are the most picky eater we all we know. Um, but, you, but you throw in my dietary restrictions and it really gets narrow. Yeah, I was picky yeah. before my dietary restrictions. Yeah, uh, that is true. <laughs> um, so we let's see. We talked about the name change thing. Uh, Alex, the, remember everything on the list. I, I got one more thing, and that's that the RFK Stadium bill passed the House today, which is one third of the way through the government. That means. Uh, and it passed pretty well, 347 to 53. This bill does not say that they're building a stadium. Let's be clear. It just says that the D.C. government can do what they want with the land within certain restrictions. Well, and basically what they're doing, what, what's happening here is it's the bill, which only went through the House, yes. is allow would allow the D.C. government to take administrative control of the land. It's not... It is not conveying fee simple title to DC. Right. It's a 99 in the article, the article I read is from the Washington Post, and it doesn't go into specifics too much uh, like a level that I mean that I would need as like right. a real estate expert. But it, it's a 99 year agreement that somehow turns administrative control over to DC to allow this is the important part mixed use development. Right. You know, what mixed use development means to the uninitiated is a combination of commercial and residential uses and including right. a stadium. So right. it's it does it specify including a stadium in there. Yeah. And so that would allow D.C. the option of doing that. Now, that's no right. guarantee that D.C. would want to do it necessarily, mm-hmm. but it's this first step of what would be needed to allow that to happen. It basically gives them a lot of local control over the land, which they have. It gives them local control. They would, if this bill got through um, the Senate and then the walking corpse, it's that hypothetically is in charge in the white house. If he signed it, then that would mean that then DC could, if they chose to build a stadium, this is not providing any money. Right. 
In fact, the bill specifies no federal funds will be, thank God. will be provided. Nobody which, needs I, to yeah, provide, we're all in favor of that. Yeah, nobody needs federal funding for a stadium. No, no. I, I dislike state and local funding going to stadiums. I, I mean, too. You know, yeah. I don't like any public money in a stadium. Yeah. Yeah, you're rich. Build it. <laughs> like, exactly. that's my philosophy. Well, I'm not rich. No, you're not rich. But you know what? If the if the owners built it with their own money, it would be a little more affordable to put the Hogstie name on the stadium. Might you know? be less affordable. They're gonna need the money. Well, no, no, but they're not gonna they're gonna build less like three billion dollar stadiums, too. They'll build a five hundred dollar stadium. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be just, just a tent. A couple, a couple. It's a high school bleachers, and you know we're good. <laughs> the suites will be tents. Yeah, yeah, with with fans. We're, we're I've always said fans. the right NFL team you could play in the parking lot of a Piggly Wiggly. Yeah, and attract well, people. we've said that a bunch of times, haven't we? <laughs> like we've all said that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that this went through with very little opposition, the only real opposition was supposedly a couple Maryland senators are like, well, we don't want to lose the tax base of the team leaving. And I get that. You know, that's that's what government should be about is the question would be then in that case, what happens to the FedEx field structure? Yeah. Well, that is another Nothing that's a good. whole nother chapter yeah, of the whole it thing. Is. And RFK right. for that matter, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, they're going to they're tearing down RFK no matter what. So they, they've, they've earmarked that to happen. Yeah, you're probably right. Year, but so. like FedEx would ultimately have to go one way or the other. Yeah. Well, it's not like another team's going to use it. <laughs> and it's not like you're going to bring Metallica into FedEx when they have a brand new stadium. No. That, you know. Well, Metallica right. doesn't want to go in there now. I mean. You know, <laughs> no, I, but you get my point. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We all know that that's part of it. Um, so that's that. It's not a it's not over but that's actually a pretty big step because they've never gotten through this part when Snyder was there in the immortal words of Obi-Wan Kenobi you've taken the first step into a larger world yep yep that's really nerdy that was nerdy <laughs> Steve with a weird sex reference and a Star Wars reference in in one episode everybody congratulations this is what we do on the hog side <laughs> Well, see, I should have done the weird sex reference in my Kermit the Frog voice. That really would have been out there. You should have done the Obi-Wan Kenobi. Done, done both <laughs> oh, <things>. God. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi via Kermit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think that those are all, and it doesn't happen by coincidence, all those stadium stories coming out at once, that's planned. Just just so everyone remembers. Like, nothing happens in coincidental just like, remember this. Stand. None of this would happen if the tiny tyrant was still in charge. Absolutely not. Absolutely Th- This not. team would be talking about relocating if you were still here. It would. It really would. He would be talking about moving it to San Antonio or Salt Lake St. City Louis. or yeah. somewhere. St. Louis. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I, I'm not joking. I think that would we would have heard about that by now if he if he hadn't been kicked out. So Probably. It would have certainly been on the table. Yep. Yep. Or even uh, London. Yeah, oh, that might would've... be – that's maybe the more – I don't think – Europe is a viable option for the NFL, but that doesn't mean that Dan Snyder wouldn't have thought that. No, you know? right. I mean, he moved to London. He He's living Well, there. I think that the NFL, in order – we talked about this on It's Just Business, which is released every other Tuesday, um, except this week because we had to cancel. Um, but the NFL, I think, would need an NFL division to make it work. That's what I think. You'd have to move four teams over there. Yeah. Yeah, which would be awful. 
by the way. I would hate to see that. Well, you're then at that point you're dumbing down the talent and stuff. You know, yeah. if you're gonna if they're if you're gonna ha- if you because you're not gonna find four teams willing to do that, and so you'd have to expand do expansion and yep. You know, but I don't know how you could have one team over in Europe and make it equitable and make it work out. It would right. ne- uh, unless they played eight games here, then eight games there, kind of th- or whatever. Yeah, but who wants to do that to have the players and employees be away from their families for two months at a time? And no, uh, I know, you know. Right. I know. I, like, I, I, I've just sat there like you have, I'm sure, and tried to figure out how you'd make it work. Oh, I have. Yeah, that, it's what we do. <laughs> it's yeah, you, you, me, Chris, like all us weird nerd types. That's what we like to do with our free time. We Don't just leave there Dave out of the nerd thing. He's yeah. a part of it too. I, I don't know All's if Dave's know is, a franchise like nerd, like hypothetical. All I know is I I won a gentleman's bet. Someone at work says, "Oh, the Super Bowl is going to be over in uh, London by twenty by uh, twenty six. I'm like, "There's no way." No. I mean, maybe the earliest at maybe thirty, twenty, you know, maybe twenty thirty, maybe. You know, they're going to test the market. Probably maybe get a team or a division, like you said, out there first trying to maybe figure that logistics out first. Roger yeah, Goodell. I will go farther than this, okay? The NFL, the NFL is not going to have a Super Bowl outside of the United States anytime soon. There's too much money no. involved. And right. other I, things, the time would not work out. I, I agree with that, but you know Roger Goodell desperately wants to do it. and You'd yeah. have to have the game. Yeah. Think about this, because you want the, the game in prime time in the United States. That is freaking after midnight in Europe. Yeah. Okay, that if, for that reason alone, it wouldn't work. Yeah, it would be terrible. It would be a huge logistical nightmare. So yeah. I, I don't see it either. But yeah, there's that segment of corporate NFL that just wants to do it no matter what, and I hate them. Right. I hate them with every fiber of my being. With the <laughs> fire, but with many other sons. many other things you hate with every fiber of your being. Yes, that's true. Uh, on that note, let's uh, let's wrap this show up because we're way <laughs> over that, time. <laughs> on that thought of hate, <laughs> yes, and end the show on a on a note of rage. <laughs> okay. uh, guys, thank you for joining us, and uh, we will talk to you next week as we just read forty times. That's all we're gonna do next show is just read forty times. So, <laughs> over and over, over and over again. Yep. All, all right, we will see you next week. Later. Later. <laughs>